Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour, bonjour. What a beautiful beautiful, beautiful moment it is in time. And I say that because I feel so much healing is happening for us. So, so much healing. And uh, sometimes we resist that healing and it feels overwhelming. And uh, myself in prayer this morning, I felt huge blocks were being lifted from the folks who participate in uh, the Power of Love ministry with me. And, oh, my gosh, just tremendous intensity, feeling it lifted. And so grateful for the power of prayer, power of our minds to accept and to allow our healing to increase our willingness. So it's from that place that I am so happy to uh, to start us off with a prayer. And, uh, and just before I go into that prayer, I would like to invite uh, my guest to join us. So uh, my guest today is someone I've known, I think, of 10 or 11, 12 years. I'm not sure exactly. Maybe we can figure that out. Um, but my guest is Jackie Laura Jones, and she's the author of the book, All Peace, No Pieces. This is her third appearance on this broadcast. And Jackie, welcome. Jennifer, hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's great oh, it's to be here. My, yeah, it's my pleasure. So Jackie's on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. We're transcending <laughs> time and space. And and uh, you, the audience, you're listening to this, uh, whatever. It could be years from now. It could be live with us now. And we're grateful for all of that. So I, I start every episode, Jackie, with a prayer, as you may recall. And yes. so I invite everyone to place their hand on their heart and let us be grateful that we can have a healing, that we can lay the burdens down and we can rise above the battlefield and that we are choosing right now in this moment to do just that. We are laying the burdens on the holy altar fire of divine love. We are rising above the battlefield by holding the the hand, metaphorically, of the higher Holy Spirit self. Our true identity is perfect peace, perfect love, perfect joy. Joy that is unconditional is our natural state. And we are grateful and thankful to claim a healing from all false perceptions right here, right now. We are willing to let all belief in that which is false to fall away, to dissolve and resolve permanently back to the root cause so we never experience it again. We are truly grateful and truly thankful, Jackie and Jennifer, to join together for the purpose of remembering the truth that is our freedom, it is our liberator, and we are grateful and thankful that it is our very essence. Truth is our identity. So we're grateful to share the benefits with all beings because we're one with them. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 You know, I, I'm hard pressed. I first met Gary and Cindy <laughs> in 2006. Six, I think. Okay. I was going to say to probably 2006 or seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah. And, and so I probably would have met you in that next year. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember some dinners and different events and things. So, that's yeah. right. Cause you were here, you were here uh, yeah. in, in California at that time. 
Jennifer, let me just say that your opening prayer joining was just beautiful. Oh my goodness. I just Thank feel you. so grateful. That was just beautifully done. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love to pray. I teach prayer and, um, yeah, prayer is the medium of miracles. This is the teaching of A Course in Miracles. And um, it has been the number one tool I've used to shift my mind is is prayer. So um, wonderful. Yeah, it is uh, just it is a power tool. It is the most powerful tool I know. So, Yeah. And, uh, oh, this morning, I, I, I don't know if you've been feeling that, but I, I, I woke up, I usually sleep like someone who has actually died, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I just sleep so soundly and deeply. It's me too. Oh my gosh. You do too. That's yeah. so funny. My husband is envious of me that I can sleep deeply and stay asleep when he's meandering around. <laughs> Right. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. When, um, yeah, people have to like jump on me to wake me up. So, uh, in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's such a gift to be able to sleep so soundly and so well. And, but I woke up about three something this morning and with an imperative to pray and pray and pray. And, um, which I did, and because uh, I've learned, just do what you're told. <laughs> and <laughs> I felt such a, oh, just such an in- intensity of density lifting. Uh, it took hours, but then I just, I was like, okay, it's done. And I, I got wow. up and I felt like, okay, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. So um, I don't know wow. if anybody... Yeah, powerful, so, powerful. Yeah. And um I what I sense right now at this point in time that there you know we go in cycles but right now it feels like and it it's look we've got Easter just days away. We've got That's right. Yeah, Good Friday. Um days away and the the that resurrection energy that crucifixion energy it is it's very powerful in the sense that um the opportunity for laying aside the need to be crucified anymore and to allow ourselves to experience the true peace of god which is what your book is about and uh I I would like to ask you, I, I feel really called to ask you this because I work with so many people who aspire to be spiritual teachers and counselors uh, and to make that step. And it's my favorite thing in the world to do really is to support people in stepping into their magnificence and their greatness and letting it shine. So I'd like to ask you, how dare you write a book? (laughs) (laughs) How dare you put out your shingle as a spiritual counselor? Like, how did you come to feel confident to do that? (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. You're you're cracking me up. You know what? It's so funny, Jennifer. Um, It came to me years ago that I was going to do a book series. Mm. It popped into my mind. And as we know, you know, our timing is not really (laughs) the Holy Spirit's (laughs) timing or whatever. You know, so just years ago, I mean, I grew up with the Wizard of Oz, like a lot of people did, right? Uh-huh. And I remember in like 2000, I don't know, six or seven, I was watching it and I said, you know what? I'm gonna use this metaphor of the Wizard of Oz. It's the course. It will help people understand it. And I now what, 12 years later or something, <laughs> 11 years later, I wrote my first book. And Jennifer, to tell you the truth, it was just something that 
that came to me to do this book series and I didn't know when it was going to come. And then all of a sudden I just sat down, I started writing it. I have material for 10 books. So this will be a series. I don't know how many I'll write. Mm. And I've got to tell you, it just started writing itself. Mm. I mean, and I just thought like you, you just said it so beautifully. You just, you want to be helpful to people. You mm-hmm. want to support people. That's really what this is all about. I mean, I feel like this book comes from the one mind. I mean, I, I brought it through and I'm, I'm thrilled with the way it came through, but it's just, I just want to be helpful, you know, to people. And so that was really it. And it started just with this thought and I like, oh, you're going to do a book series. I'm like, oh, okay. What's for lunch? You know, just on to the next thing. <laughs> and here we are, you know, with the first book, which came out just at the end of last year. So mm-hmm. that's that's really it. And it's all about just being helpful. And I think this is just this one form that is out there. And hopefully people will, will you know, find it helpful. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's very clear and uh, very uh, directive. So I think, yes, people definitely are finding it helpful. No, so here's a question for you. How, what was your journey to becoming a spiritual counselor? Yes. Gosh, you know what? That is so interesting too, <laughs> mm-hmm. because I, I live my life kind of listening to, I call them these pings, I get these little mm-hmm. <laughs> hits in my mind. Um, my mom was a psychologist for 20 plus years. My sister is a spiritual counselor. I have people in my family, like in the helping profession. And I think that um, my focus in college was broadcast journalism and psychology. And I think it's kind of just always been in me. And I just, again, was sitting here in Los Angeles, I think in maybe 2000. Wow. I think around the same period, 2006 or seven. And I thought, you know what? I am going to go back to school (laughs) and I'm going to be a therapist. You know, I feel called to help people probably like you, Jennifer. I mean, I just feel like I've been doing it all my life. Anyway, Mm. I was kind of the, the go-to person. People would just come for advice or just a shoulder to lean on. It felt very natural. And then I thought, well, I feel blessed to be able to combine both things that I love to do, broadcast journalism and therapy. So I kind of am using both of those in my life now. And it really was just, again, a kind of a ping in my mind. It seems so natural that I just followed it. I just went through the motions and, um, you know, here we are. So I guess 12 years later, 13 years later, <laughs> you know. Wow. So you didn't have any formal training. I did. Yes, I um, did. I went back to school and I got my diploma in clinical hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm. I did my res- uh, my residency here in Los Angeles. And then I also went to the International Metaphysical Ministry um, online, uh, became a reverend through their program. Um, and so combined just with ongoing learning, you know, and credits like that and my psychology courses, that's just kind of how it came to be. So, um, I help people with the power of the mind through hypnotherapy, um, choosing the Holy spirit over the ego and getting their subconscious mind to work with the conscious mind so they can really, undo the ego and wake up to spirit. So I think it's just been really, you know, I've been so interested in the power of the mind all my life. It just occurred to me. So that's why I think I, I went back too because I had just been a student of metaphysics for so long, you know? Mm -hmm. So just, again, it just, it just seemed natural to do it. So I don't lead with my credentials as a reverend, but I, sure. I, I could, I mean, I, I don't know why there's no reason not to, it's just, I don't know. We just follow the flow, you know, mm-hmm. um, of our life. So, but I just so enjoy just helping people wake up. I loved being helped and I was mm-hmm. learned from so many people and 
you know, it's just, we're all in this together, really. It's one projection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, and I'm curious to ask you, too, how uh, hip, ha- how you view hypnotherapy as an A Course in Miracles student. Yeah, well, I think just like anything else, you know, it's a helpful tool that we use here um, to awaken. We do things here. It's everything is magic, right? We drink water for the body. We eat food. We go to counseling. You know, some people are accountants. They go to their job. Some people have roles as mothers. So it's just kind of another role here that Mm -hmm. I'm playing, you know, as Mm -hmm. a therapist. Um, So the course would say nothing as we know about behavior, what we're doing, but rather how we're looking at everything, which teacher is in our mind Mm -hmm. as we are in all of our seeming roles here, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just look at it, it's something that I scripted out, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, from the decision-making part of the mind. And so it is something that I, just a role that I'm in here, um, but as we know, everything here is magic. The mind has has made it all up. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I do is I just use my therapy practice just to join. I don't see any of my clients as separate than me. I yeah. know in the mind there's really no teacher and student or <laughs> therapist and client. Right. And that's how the course I'm practicing the course is only in thought. Mm-hmm. And then that directs all my functioning, whether that be my role as a wife, my role as a therapist, my role as a broadcast journalist. It's just an extension, but the focus is the content of love in my mind. And then it extends through all the roles, right? All the roles we have here. <laughs> Beautifully said. Yes. Yeah. And it's so, you know, it's so valuable for us to really understand that and accept it it brings so much ease and grace i i find that people i was just saying to someone yesterday or the day before they're asking what is the one practice that can really help me and uh you probably get that question a lot what do what do you uh answer what do you say is the answer to that question what is the number one practice that can help me Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Forgiveness, hands down. Um, because the Course is teaching us, as we know, that the cause of our upset is never outside of us. The ego wants us so much to see the cause as outside of us. When we're in the thought system of the ego, Jennifer, as you know, we, we think that you know, we're at the mercy of everything here in the world. We forgot we peopled our world. We put <laughs> everything there. <laughs> mm-hmm. We made that up. So I think when we can walk that back and we change the purpose of the world and the body to the Holy Spirit's purpose through forgiveness, that's how we wake up. Not being taken in by appearances is how we wake up. Right? The Course says nothing so blinding as perception of form. Form is so blinding because we're seeing what is not there. We made it up, this projection. So I think that forgiveness is just, I love the lessons, you know, forgiveness is the key to happiness. <laughs> forgiveness offers everything I, I want. You know, I a quote came to me that I use in my book. Um, you can believe what you made yourself to be or wake up to what God would have you be. Mm. And that came to me, I, I just got a chill because it, it it came to me, that feeling, you know, when you, again, I used to get these pings in my mind. I thought, you know what? And I decided a long time ago to wake up to what God would have me be. And mm. living in the happier dream in the mind of, of forgiveness is so helpful. And you know what? Something you said in your prayer at the beginning um, about laying the burdens down. Mm -hmm. 
I have to tell you, Jennifer, I had a moment um, for those listeners that don't know, Ralph's is a grocery store chain uh, <laughs> out here in California <laughs> telling yep. the story. And um, I was walking across the street with two bags of groceries and I was thinking about um, someone that I kind of had to forgive. Something came into my mind mm -hmm. and I had a judgment on this person and their behavior. They weren't behaving really nicely <laughs> to my husband and I because I know that they were in pain. Everything since now has been resolved, but I use this as an example. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking of this person and I'm holding bags of groceries, Jennifer. I'm walking across the street and in my mind, because as you practice forgiveness, which is still an answer to your question, what's the most important thing? As the Holy Spirit starts taking over your mind, immediately when I thought of this person, I said, oh, my gosh, I'm not separate from this person. I, I just made this real right now. And I just looked up at the sky, I said, I release myself from the burden of judgment. Mm -hmm. And I just looked up at the sky and I thought, oh, my gosh. I'm so grateful to remember what that thought was for, that attack thought mm. against this person, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it was so interesting, and it can be that quick just to remembering because, you know, forgiveness just becomes a part of who you are, becomes an attitude. I love this quote from Martin Luther King. I started it in my uh, chapter two of my book. Mm -hmm. um, he said, forgiveness is not an occasional act. Yeah. It is a constant attitude. It is yeah. a consistent attitude. I thought, oh my gosh, that's right. It kind of becomes who you are, right? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of practice and vigilance, but <laughs> just that quickly as I was crossing this, I just remembered and I thought, you know what? I'm not going to use this person, this seeming thing outside of me to, as an obstacle to peace. I'm going to use her to facilitate peace is coming. And I changed the purpose of that situation. And oh, just the feeling was great. And so I walk around now, I release myself from the burden of judgment. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's very freeing, isn't it? <laughs> Giving it's up our attack thoughts. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And I can feel some people are asking, can you say something more about changing the purpose of that? Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Absolutely. You know what? Oh, and that could be a whole show. It's such a great <laughs> question. It really could be a, be a whole show. Maybe I'll discuss that in my course group tonight, actually. <laughs> That's a good one, whoever said that. Yeah, the, changing the purpose. Well, the A Course in Miracles is teaching us that there's two purposes for everything, the ego's purpose and the Holy Spirit's purpose. Mm -hmm. So the ego's purpose is teaching you that you are a body, you're in the world, you've sinned, you're guilty, you're going to be punished, right? Of course, is teaching that we thought that we separated from God. The tiny mad idea the Course talks about we thought that we could possibly be separate. So we were so horrified that we thought God was going to come attack us for separating and choosing individuality and specialness that we had to project that thought of guilt outside the mind. Okay. So here we have the projection of the world. Okay. So the purpose of the ego is that you have sinned, you're guilty right? You either blame yourself as a body for everything or you blame everybody else or the economy or the political system. Well, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to wake you up from that thought that gave rise to the world. And so the Holy Spirit changes the purpose of the body and the world because we believe so much that we're here, that we can't let the body go, and we're not asked to deny it. We're just asked in the course by Jesus to deny the ego's interpretation of it. We're asked to deny the denial of truth. And he says, let me use what you made, 
right, Jennifer, let me use these images that you made, and they're just images to get you home. And so when we change the purpose of what we see to the Holy Spirit's, the Holy Spirit in your mind is going to remind you you're dreaming what you're seeing is the outside picture of an inward condition. What's the inward condition? The thought of sin, guilt, and fear projected outward. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to put that on pause right now because we're we're about to go to our break. And uh, I'd like to let people know that you can get the transcript of this radio broadcast at livingacourseofmiracles.com. We we post all the radio shows there and the transcript. So, of course, you can get the podcast for the radio show, uh, and you can also get the transcripts at livingacourseofmiracles.com. Uh, also, like to let you know that if you'd like to get a weekly email from us with the highlights of the radio show, Text RADIO to 35227. That's text the word RADIO to 35227. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love, we're walking the talk, and we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and my guest today is Jackie Laura Jones, uh, the author of All Peace, No Pieces. And uh, we're talking about forgiveness. And before we go back to that, I uh, would like to talk a little bit about the Course in Miracles conference. So, Jackie, you said you're going to be at the conference. I know that uh, Gary—are Gary and Cindy speaking together? Do you happen to know Gary Renard and Cindy Laura? Yes, yes. Um, They're speaking together, as far as I know. Yeah. (laughs) And Excuse uh, me. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, they're speaking together, as far as I know. So— I'm going, um, yeah, just to go. And I, I know all you guys. And Gary wants me to see Boston, you know, <laughs> his old stomping grounds. I'm really excited to see everyone there. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It always is. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, too. Uh, spring in Boston is so beautiful. I used to live in Boston. I went to college. You did. In, yeah, oh. I went to college in Boston. And uh, I I grew up in Rhode Island and went to college in Boston. And um, uh, I used to live not just a few blocks away from where Gary used to play uh, at that club near the Boston Garden. And kidding. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What a trip. Got to give a shout out to my sis and my bro-in-law. Love you, Gary and Sin. (laughs) That is a trip, Jennifer. It's so funny. I know. So um, it's going to be just a gorgeous time. And I just found out today, I had thought the conference was sold out. And um, there are still some tickets. And I think there's a couple more weeks till that price goes up. Okay. Uh, so, so right now people can get a discounted ticket. And uh, you can do that by... Um, uh, I have uh, a, a website that um, has the information for the conference, which I'll tell people. Um, and uh, it's it's really simple to do that. It's just acim.news, acim.news, and you can see all about the, the conference there. And I am doing a special pre-conference uh meeting on the Thursday. Yeah. I'm doing a pre-conference meeting on the Thursday and Lisa Natoli is doing a post-conference one on uh, Sunday. Yay. Yeah. And uh, so the pre-conference one is about study groups. 
and supporting study group leaders, because oftentimes people are hesitant to start a study group uh, or to lead a study group. They don't feel qualified. And um, I, I started my own study group because I just had such a burning desire to talk about, of course, miracles with people. <laughs> and I, I actually did mine on the phone because I didn't want to leave the house. I was sick of leaving <laughs> the house. <laughs> oh, the, the luxury of, of being at home. That's awesome. Yeah, and Gary actually was a guest in 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 our group one time on the phone, and that's and one, right. Yeah, one time I was uh, I'm trying to remember now. Um, I was going to be on a plane for a family vacation or something, and Gene Bogart uh, subbed for me, and that was sweet too. So awesome! Yeah, Shout but out I, to Gene. Yeah, <laughs> I did it every every week for four years and a bunch of those recordings are they're in a podcast called um masterful living through a course in miracles nice. people can get that at itunes now you have a study group and uh, yes yeah, so did you start that study group Yes, I started it. Um, okay, there's a lot of repetition in this uh, show because, again, I got a ping. Jennifer, I kind of just was sitting around and I just thought, hey, you're going to start a group or whatever. I, I didn't feel pressure or anything. I just, then I didn't start one until three years later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I have a course group. Uh, here in Los Angeles. Oh, it's a wonderful group. It's been about three years. I started at the beginning of 2016. Um, so I guess it's over three years now. So um, boy, it, it, it's, it's just a wonderful group. And again, I don't know how long I'll be doing that either, but uh, I feel inspired to do it now. And um, boy, I hope I make it there on Thursday. I'm not sure if I'm going to be there for your well, you, you don't need to. This is really about supporting people and feeling more confident. And gotcha. it, I, I'd like to encourage people to start study groups. I think that they're so valuable for us to to have uh, as a, a resource and uh, a way to connect and and talk about our experience of living A Course of Miracles. And um, I mean, it's a self-study course, but when we right. join together, it's so, so powerful. It sure is. And you're right. It is a self-study course. And, you know, hopefully, you know, I always mention in my group, hey, this is between you and Jesus, between you and the Holy Spirit or whoever you want to practice it with, but nothing substitutes your own work, you know, and uh, vigilance and um, dedication, you know, uh, to the course, because the practice is what makes the words ring true. You know, the course is geared toward an experience, you know, and so it's wonderful. So I do, I always remind uh, people it is a self-study curriculum, <laughs> right? And it's so fun to, uh, to join together and share our experiences, isn't it? it? It's powerful. It's healing. It's transformative. It's fun. Sometimes it's challenging, but, <laughs> but we can have uh, tremendous growth opportunities and we can, we can really find our, our tribe, our spiritual posse that way. And, um, I love yes. that. Your yes. tribe, spiritual posse. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so important. It's so valuable. And I, um, I'm just going to make a mention of it um, again that uh, go to ACIM.news for the information about the conference. And my program is on Thursday, 1 to 4.30. And it's included with the cost of the conference. It's only for folks at the conference. Uh, I do think it. they'd like to know if you're going to be there so they know how many how, how big a room to have for the pre-conference event with me or with Lisa. I'd, I don't remember what Lisa's topic is, but I'd be shocked if it weren't about healing. And, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and um, 
I'm also going to tell you, Jackie, as well as all of our listeners, because I realize I don't really talk about this, but livingacourseofmiracles.com, I have so many resources there that are free for A Course of Miracles peeps. And um, wonderful. Yeah, including all the radio show transcripts and the transcript of this will be there probably later in the week. Um, and uh, uh, one of the things that you may be interested in is that we have an events calendar and any Course in Miracles teacher or study group can list their events there for free. Oh, and wow. I know. So, nice. yeah. And uh, it's just, we're building that events calendar. And here's one of the reasons why I got the idea to do it was I just thought, I remember Gary was going somewhere or, or David Hoffmeister, one of my friends was going to go somewhere that was kind of obscure. Um, and I thought, imagine if somebody was a new Course of Miracles student, but hadn't yet heard of, you know, Gary Renard or David Hoffmeister or Jackie Laura Jones, and they were going to do a, a, a workshop in some place like Louisiana or Austria or wherever, right. and they didn't know about it because there's just no general resource where all A Course in Miracles events were listed, and I and I just got create it, make it. So it's there, wow. it's free, and we're building listings. So anybody who wants to submit the information, if you'd like to submit your information about your study group or or anything there that you're doing, any events you have, you can just fill out the form. And wow. Yeah. What a wonderful service. That's fantastic. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I'm glad you mentioned it. I'll, I'm going to keep that in mind. I'll probably, you know, put something up there <laughs> as they come please. about. <laughs> yeah, please do. Please do. And since we're on this topic of study groups, um, I'm so glad you brought up that you uh, have a study group. Um, do you have any suggestion or advice or encouragement for somebody who is thinking of doing it but feels hesitant? Well, yeah. You know what? Um, if you feel like doing it, if you have the idea to do it, that's that's enough. That's kind of your clue. Mm. Um, and just remember that the Course says that God is not the author of fear. You are, right? So I always remember that line, Jennifer, and anybody that's listening, you know, we really made up this fear. So in regards to the question you asked, if there's you know, any fear or trepidation, I always say, you know what? I'm willing to see this differently. So if you're thinking of starting a group, and this could be anything, thinking of doing anything, and there's the fear there, just remember that you placed the fear there. And just remember, sometimes I say to myself, you know what? I must have pushed away the love of God today. I'm going to remember the love of God. I don't need to know what to do or what to say in this moment. I don't even know what to decide but I'm willing to choose peace. And so that fear about starting the group can be transformed through looking and changing purpose for that, as what we were talking about earlier, change the purpose of the fear. So use the fear of starting the course group to go back to the mind and remember, wait a minute, (laughs) I put that there. And As you walk that back, walking those thoughts back, just remember, you know what? I must have pushed away love and I want to use this experience here of wanting to start a course group for peace and not as an obstacle to it. Mm. And then stop. Like, don't try to maybe what your next move is. Be in the Holy Spirit mind, remembering You're the dreamer of this dream, right? So we can change our mind about the dream. We can change our mind about the fear. And then from that place, let it play itself out. 
If you feel called to do something, there's a reason you feel called to do it. Maybe you won't take action on it right away, but try to come to a place of peace first about it. And, you know, forgiveness, as we were talking about earlier, is the means by which illusions disappear. It is the means where we can just transform that that fear, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so I would say with anything, you know, that you fear, just remember that you you placed it there, right? And that mm-hmm. you can change your mind about it. And if you feel start you know, compelled to start anything or do anything, there's a reason for that. It's probably in your script, your life script, or you wouldn't have had that idea. See, remember you scripted that out for yourself. So just use it as an opportunity to experience peace and that will direct all your functioning from that point on. See, that it'll be coming from your right mind, your functioning then instead of from the fear. Thank you for that. That was so beautifully said about coming from the right mind mm-hmm. and, and the functioning because uh, that's certainly been my experience and I don't know about you Jackie but I speak with a lot of people who tell me that they they would like to start a study group or they'd like to be a spiritual teacher and share what they're learning and experience, or they'd like to be a counselor or a coach of some kind. And they just uh, are afraid or they, they're feeling that, Oh, is this just ego pushing me? And uh, I think you're, answer so clear and so helpful to those people who are hesitating oh i'm so glad um i just would add one more thing um and you know just remember to look at the fear jesus Mm. is telling us to to look at it not to try to deny it or or change the thought but by looking at it, we can dispel, you know, its reality by looking with the right mind, you know, illusions can disappear. And, you know, we always have fear because we believe that we're unworthy, we're not good enough, right? All to the ego's delight. <laughs> you can remember to smile away that thought because we didn't do it in the beginning, did we? The tiny mad idea we took very seriously, the tiny mad idea of separation, of course, Mm -hmm. so now as we're playing out that guilty, sin, fearful idea, just remember that. Go back to the mind and say, oh, now my fear is taking the form of not being good enough to start a course group or not being good enough to be a teacher. And the Holy Spirit would say, what group, what bo- body, what, what, what world, <laughs> you know, honestly, we don't want to leave the metaphysics too far behind. We take ourselves in the body so seriously. Mm-hmm. So while you're looking at that fear, just remember that we don't need to further illusion. You can wake up from it by remembering, oh my gosh, I, I put this unworthiness here. You know, the ego is trying to keep me away from the mind, focused on the body. And the body is never good enough. It's never pretty enough. It's never healthy enough. It's never this. We're comparing ourselves to others. And again, the Holy Spirit would say, what others? This is (laughs) your projection. You know, I've had this on my refrigerator for so long. When anything, I get into fear. Maybe this will help people. I've mentioned it on my podcast. But anytime I feel myself starting to react or getting in that state, which Mm -hmm. you're saying a lot, you get a lot of questions about, I say, wait a minute. I made this. I am responding, reacting to my own projection. I could see peace instead. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that helps me, again, just change my mind. Don't deny the fear. I just look at it with a different teacher who reminds me 
that I put it there that I haven't really sinned, right? And then I go, wait a minute. (laughs) I just got sucked in again to the ego's script, the ego's shrieking voice, right? The Course says the ego speaks first, right? And it is always wrong. It speaks very loudly. But if we remember in our mind that this right-minded, gentle smile, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing has really happened. Um, it gives us a modicum of of peace, and then sometimes a a deeper peace to remember we're loved. We are love, and we are loved, right? And we don't have to take the body so seriously, do we? Right. <laughs> Just keep that as a template in the back of the mind. We take care of the body. We do everything. But Jesus, again, going back to purpose, one of the questions you had earlier, you know, Jesus first, he's transforming our thought and our interpretation of the body and the world from the ego's purpose to the Holy Spirit's purpose. So we first have to use the body lovingly, right? We learn to be in the happy dream of forgiveness, which is in the mind, nothing to do with with the world. The happy dream of forgiveness is looking on the world and remembering that this is your dream. We're happy because we remember the truth. That's why we're happy. So I hope this is helpful. It's just some of the thoughts, you know, that I always keep in mind. The cause of my upset is never outside of me, but we use what's outside of us. The people, the circumstances, that's the red flag. That's the trigger that says, oh my gosh, I'm focused on the external. But it's just a projection from the internal. Internal and outer are the same, right? The Course says ideas leave not their source. The world's never left the mind that's projected it. And so we always want to go back to cause, which is what you mentioned earlier, going to the cause. So this is a Course in Cause Jesus is teaching us not effect, right? So if we change our mind about the world, we're going to have a more peaceful experience, right? Beautifully said, very helpful tools to walk us through making those shifts and changes. I, I As you're talking about them, Jackie, I feel like it's about shifting octaves. Mm, you know? Beautiful. Mhm. I know you know a lot about that cuz you're you've got a lot of music in your family. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my sister Cindy is mm-hmm. maybe some of your listeners know is a wonderful singer. Um yeah. I grew up singing as well. I don't do it professionally like like she does, but I boy, we all grew up singing and my my aunts and uncles, my mom, they all do four and five part harmonies. Oh my God. Family reunions, Jennifer, it's so beautiful. Oh my God. Yeah. Sometimes I've been known to break out into song on my podcast, you know, or whatever. (laughs) It just makes me happy, right? Why don't Mm -hmm. you do the things that, that, that feel good? Yeah. But my sister Cindy's is, is a wonderful singer and has a lot of great music out there. So it's, it's awesome. Well, and I've had your mom on this show twice, I think. I know. Uh, yeah, with you. That's yeah. right. That's right. Mm-hmm. You had us all on as a family because it was really interesting. You had a great idea, Jennifer. You're like, gosh, it's so weird that so many people in the family practice the course. I mean, it was myself, my mom, my husband, Mark. My sister Cindy, brother-in-law Gary, Mark's mom has been practicing the course for years. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. very, and you had the idea to have all of us on. It was so fun. You had us on twice. I think yeah. Yep. 2013 and maybe 2014 or 15, but a, a while back. That was mm-hmm. so fun. I think I still have one of those links on my um, website or whatever. So I'm going to check on that actually, because that's yeah. fun. Make sure You're- that's still up there (laughs) yeah they're in the in the archive and yeah so so great to um have those um conversations and and listening to your mom I, I remember that as well and um I uh let me ask you another question about forgiveness so uh we don't have a lot of time left but where do you feel like people get 
off track and lost when it comes to forgiveness? Like, what are the common misunderstandings that you see as a spiritual counselor? How do people get hung up on forgiveness? Right. Well, again, it's, it can be a whole show, but I'll say quickly, <laughs> I think people, um, Jesus in the course is having us practice a different type of forgiveness than we grew up with, or maybe that we're used to. He's asking us to forgive what has not happened because we made it up. So instead of forgiving people because they've really done something, we're forgiving them because they haven't, because they're a projection coming from our dreaming mind. And so it's really hard to practice the course when we're not going back to the mind and remembering that we're forgiving our projection. We're forgiving our projected images, first step, and then we're forgiving ourselves for projecting the whole thing in the first place, right? Because we're we're innocent, right? So we go back to that. And then the third step is just letting the Holy Spirit replace the ego thought system, letting go. So the biggest misperception is people still thinking that it's real out there. And that's understandable. And everybody needs to be where they are and start integrating this as best they can. But if they try to remember that it's their projection. So you're forgiving something that has not occurred because it's come from you. So we always want to bring it back to the dreaming mind. Yeah, it's uh, so helpful to me that A Course in Miracles teaches us that really, truly all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. Yes, beautiful. And uh, It's only re- one of us. Yeah, <laughs> remembering that. that uh, and uh, I'll just share real quick here that uh, you talked about responsibility. And uh, I say, the way I say it, like you with your thing on the fridge, I am responsible for what I see, and everything is just as I wish it to be. Oh, and yeah, and so if I don't like it, I have to remember that no, this is what I wished for based on the thoughts that I was holding in my mind. So if I really want it to change, I have to change my mind. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's all about changing the mind. So Jesus is saying oh, what? Yes, I, go ahead. I have to interrupt you because we have to close out now. And um, so, uh, gosh, it does go so fast, as you said, during the break. And I'm so glad you were here. I'd like to say a big thank you to everybody who contributes, makes donations so that we can transcribe these episodes and we can uh, produce this broadcast every week. Thank you so much for your contribution. I'm going to invite everybody to place their hand on their heart. And take that breath with me as we give thanks and we call upon the higher Holy Spirit self to release us from all unforgiveness. We are willing and we are grateful for our willingness. In gratitude, we let the healing be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jackie. Have a great week, everybody. Mwah. <laughs>